crowd noise I, I was hoping that you were going to come in with the bark the oh. the no not going to happen sorry, looks like i was, I was a little late that ship has it. sailed <laughs> i am your host today james rowell in lieu of my normal partner in crime caleb hawkins and scotty finlayson is sitting across from me as the new james rowell that means i facilitate the show and have done all the show prep <laughs> and or scotty will field all the questions and uh solve all the world's problems today. That sounds pretty easy. Let's do it. Is that an app description of what I usually do on weekdays? Solve the solve, problems. Solve the world's the world. problems. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know. A little bit of a role reversal. Uh, Caleb, my again, my normal partner in radio is uh, out with an undisclosed condition. The RTS blues. The RTS <laughs> blues. He does have the RTS <laughs> blues. Um, he has got a case of uh, seminariitis <laughs> and uh, is, yeah, under that 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 dark condition. Um, anyway, so Poor we're praying guy. for our friend, hoping he gets better. No, he is diligently going about his theological studies uh, so that he can be adequately prepared for the ministry of the gospel. That sounds better. That's better. <laughs> yeah. So I've just asked Scotty, we, we missed last week because of... Uh, Again, I was doing some travel last week, and, and uh, Caleb's school schedule was pretty rigorous, and so we, we skipped a week, and we didn't want to skip two, so I called my buddy Scotty, and I said, hey, dude, you got to come on and record the podcast with me. So here we are. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I feel like you're probably on a much higher emotional level. Just I am riding. Of... Do you want to tell people why I would be riding on a higher <laughs> emotional plane than you? Well, you are very uh, invested, much more than I am, in Atlanta sports, specifically in Atlanta baseball. Yes. And last night, the Atlanta Braves became World Series champions for the second time <laughs> in our history and in my lifetime. And yeah, so we're all pretty excited. The city is galvanized. We're all together. Braves Nation. Yeah. Are you doing anything to, to celebrate? You know, uh, I'm not. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, uh, there's a parade down in the city, I think. Well, I don't know where it is. There's no details out yet. On Friday, yeah. I know mm-hmm. some folks from church who are also big Braves fans with whom we have watched a number of playoff games are going to be going to that. Um, I don't anticipate that I will be going to that. Um, so you're like not a true fan is what I you're saying? No, I'm a true fan. <laughs> I don't love that kind of crowd. Yeah. I can just be honest. Like I... There's a little uh, claustrophobia in me that when I get into very condensed, crowded yeah, environments. So, like, I'm not fair. the guy who, like, if you were to fly me to New York to go to the, um, uh, the like, the Times Square New Year's Eve, like, I would pay you to not make me do that. Like, that would be <laughs> awful. Yeah. I would not be up for that. Yeah, I lean that way as well. I did, I'll say, I did go to when Atlanta United won the MLS Cup. So I was going to ask, I is did this go the equivalent that. of the United winning for you? Yes. It was actually pretty funny because <laughs> yeah, I... you had a long two-year drought of a franchise existing <laughs> oh, without yeah, a title. Just years, too, of waiting and waiting and longing, you know? But yeah. it was, it was kind of funny, though, because watching the Braves game, I was, you know, I'm... I like the Braves. I'm not a baseball fan, so you know I'm not as heavily invested. But I'm. You've grown up in Atlanta, yeah. so like if you're gonna be a f- 
a quote fan of anything, it right. would be them. Like I'm a, much more of a fan of the Braves than I am of any other baseball team. But that's for going from like a zero to like a two <laughs> on a scale of ten, maybe. But but it was funny because I got a taste of my own medicine of like when the MLS Cup was happening. I went over to my sister's house and we watched the game, and I was literally the only person that cared, and everyone else was uh, like, "What? What happened? We won something?" And I was oh. like, "Yes, we won the MLS Cup." Yeah, and you're, they're, now they're like, like calling it soccer, and you're like, "You don't even know what the sport is called." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now I was that guy. I was like at a Braves party, and you know, I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like invested. Well, it's a weird time. It's a it's a bit of a disorienting time to be an Atlanta sports fan uh, with Georgia's the number one college football team, and looks like they got a real shot at the national title. The United won a title. What now? Three years ago? Yeah, is that right? Two years ago? Whatever. Um, the Braves now win a title. The Hawks overachieved and made it to the yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals. There's really only the Falcons who are stuck in a perpetual cycle of embarrassing mediocrity. And so, <laughs> I mean, we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, but we don't talk about that. Don't, yeah, don't. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's been a lot of disappointment for a lot of years. But I'm kind of like, hey, maybe the winds are changing here. That's what I'm saying. I, at what point do you have to stop saying that we're a cursed sports city when we just? I mean, I feel like we can't say that anymore. Can, yeah, are we getting that off of our back? Maybe, maybe. I know that, like, so Daniel is our is a big sports fan. He's our twelve year old, and and so he was, he hasn't ever played baseball, and but he's getting into this the last couple of years as the Braves have been good again, and so he's he's enjoyed the last few years, and he's suffered a few disappointments as a twelve year old. He was a Falcons fan when that happened, yeah. and so he he's lived with the disappointment of certain things. But to see a twelve year old get a title was. That was like good for my soul because yeah. he doesn't have to live with the cynicism and the resentment and That's anger good. and animosity yeah. that I have grown up with. So <laughs> he won't be as dark and yeah, brooding of a so. sports fan as you are. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and it will be better for the world to yeah. not nurture more of that in more rowels, probably. That's so good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, last night was really fun. I'm, uh, you know, I'm. The second thing I'm most excited about with the Braves winning is that for the love, I can go to bed at a decent time. Yeah, these playoff games start after eight o'clock and they go for four to four and a half oh hours, gosh. and we have to get up at like we start waking kids up in our house at five forty-five for school, and yeah. so there, that doesn't stop with these late games. So I'm just glad that's all over, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start going to bed at like a decent time again. Although last night was not completely unreasonable. Like no, it, it was a more efficient game actually. Yeah. I think it ended at about eleven thirty. Yeah. But still, it's, it'll be nice to get yeah. a better pattern. I, there was guys at our church who like were, who are really invested, lifelong Braves fans. <laughs> Some of the guys uh, uh, like Andrew Hickson and Joey Greer, and I don't know how late everybody else, but like guys who were just wired last night after the mm-hmm. game, and so they were up. Like I woke up this morning and had text messages from like one or two in the morning. <laughs> like these guys still exchanging texts on threads. Like they were pretty psyched. I was like, no, it gave my soul rest, so I went straight to bed. Yeah, and I slept very peacefully. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was last night. We're excited. Uh, congratulations to the Braves. And more than that, the people who really did the hardest work for the Braves were us, fans who belong to Generations oh, Church. Yeah. We've, we've Specifically those at Generations. We have, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've uh, cheered them on and, uh, and, and prayed them into World Series champions. So. Yeah, I mean, 7-0, that's definitely like some to, divine favor right there. I'd like right to take there. some. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... The number of perfection I mean, to complete the world's it's, it's obviously the favor of God. Oh, yeah. And his responsiveness probably to our cries. I would assume so. Yeah. So I, I'd like to take some credit for us as a church for having brought this championship to our city. You're welcome, Atlanta. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. So 
I know that I have alienated a whole bunch of people who are not interested <laughs> in sports at all, as I do sometimes from the pulpit, and I apologize. Um, but, you know, it's something that I love, and, and it relates to life. So um, what, are we ta- what are we talking about today, Scotty? Uh, I believe we're talking about... Uh, I'm coming up on a year in the position as a pastoral resident here, and so kind of going yeah. through that a little bit and just talking about the state of things with the church, what we're excited for. Yeah, so uh, we've got... A lot of new folks in our church, and you may or may for yeah. So you came on November last year, so yep. here we are, first week of November two thousand twenty-one. Um, uh, we've got a year, your 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 one year review scheduled dun, for a couple dun, weeks dun. from now. It's going to be very harshly um, oh, harsh yeah. feedback um, from me <laughs> when we do that. So I just wanted to have a lighthearted occasion to set you Balance up it out. for the far more harsh treatment that you will receive in yeah. our review. That's that's, more I appreciate formal. that. That's very kind of so, you. Uh, no, but I thought, uh, you know, when I when uh, Caleb and I weren't able to record this week, I was like, well, let me ask Scotty, and it might be a good time just to talk about, man, it's where you're in to this together. Um, thought we might give people a window into what that's been like for each of us, um, how the Lord has been uh, using that, and then just kind of is we we start to do this a lot this time of year, just in general, uh, at the personal level as well as you know, family level, wherever you whatever things you're involved in, you start to reflect on the year. Uh, that really kicks up and think at Thanksgiving where you start to think, well, what are we thankful for this year, and what's mm-hmm. what's God done this year? And so maybe we're a little premature in in that, but thought that's the time of year we start. This is the time of year we start doing that, so we can maybe process that together on air, publicly. Semi-publicly. And <laughs> <laughs> hope we don't say anything stupid. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit first just about, um, man, you came on a year ago. I don't know what, I don't know if we, either of us knew what to expect. You were the first full-time hire for Generations. And um, uh, so I'll start by just saying it's been a huge blessing to me personally. I think it's been a huge blessing to our church to have you uh, on on the staff and, and serving in a full-time capacity. So I'm really grateful for it. But um, I don't know, like we drew up a do- job description. I don't even mind you like kind of explore, like we had a job description, but we kind of held it with an open hand and the job has been probably some of that and some different things yeah. and maybe it's none of it and or certain parts of it haven't been. So like what's it been like for you to come on this? Uh, you worked for a nonprofit previously, but yeah. not in the church, obviously. So what's it been like for you to kind of, uh, love the church, be involved in the church in a variety of different settings over the years, but then to come on staff with your home church that you were already mm-hmm. a part of. And I don't know, what are some of your thoughts about that? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's been one of the coolest parts of it for me. Like one of the biggest blessings is not just coming to some random church where I'm like, okay, I check them out online. And I think that I would do well in some, like trying to find a job there, but like having been at Generations for I guess it was like two and a half years or something um, before coming on staff. It's like I already knew the people here and um, and and cared for the church, and so it's been just such a awesome thing to get to 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 get to be on staff at a church where I already love the people and the church family, and to to get to have more of a hand in just like I don't know the it, I feel like we're at an interesting time in the church's life as well, where I I mean it's been a little bit of a whirlwind the past like year and a half or so. For sure. I mean, as you were talking about the, um, being, thinking about like what we're grateful for and things like that, I was just thinking of what all we've been through and like going from summer hour to just virtual church to meeting at city gate to trying to figure out if like, 
okay, we, there's this possible building, but you know, this would be a, a leap of faith kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now we've been here and now it feels like it's totally like home. And it's just crazy to think about all the things that God has taken us through so faithfully over the past like year and a half or so. Yeah. I feel like we've packed about three to five years into the last 18 months. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but I, you know, I talked to a lot of pastors and other ministry leaders and stuff, and I think that's been true for everybody. And yeah. I suspect that's been true for a lot of, you know, we have like a lot of teachers in our church. That's definitely been true in the, oh, yeah. in the education uh, environment for over the last year. There's been a lot of uh, hard, challenging, whirlwind kind of things, a lot of pivots uh, and mm-hmm. different things. You get a lot of blowback for certain things. Uh, I think people in the healthcare uh, industry have, or, or field have experienced a lot of that as well. So those are a couple. But uh, I'm sure for for circumstantial reasons that have been happening more broadly, as well as just your own personal reasons, like it seems like more and more life is being packed into tighter and tighter condensed periods of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's made planning kind of different and interesting or, or forecasting or that kind of thing where I, th- I think... I think a lot of people used to think in terms of oh, over the next year or three years or five years, here are our plans, here's where we're going, whether that be business or, or family or your career or, you know, in, in ministry settings. And now it's almost like, let's try to stay a month or two ahead, <laughs> maybe three <laughs> to five months ahead if we're talking long range planning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and it's just, yeah, so it's just, it's kind of changed, I think in many ways, the way we even think about that kind of stuff, um, just because so yeah. much changes so fast right now, and so much is happening. But um, yeah, you came on, and really, in a lot of ways, we're we're serving in some different capacities, uh, knowing that we were moving towards trying yeah. to bring you on, um, and that you were trying to finish your other job out well. Um, so it really has been probably closer to like eighteen months. At some level, you've been yeah. We did kind of like a ramp up yeah. period. Yeah. So and then you came on full time November. So. Um, What's been, uh, maybe I'll ask this way, what's been the biggest surprise to you of coming on full-time at your church? The biggest surprise. And that could be a bad or a good thing. <laughs> it could be a disappointment <laughs> or a, uh, a, a joy. I don't know. I think the biggest, maybe one of the biggest surprises is how much I would start learning about, like, building maintenance. <laughs> yes. Was, yeah, especially at the beginning of when we moved into the, the building and you and I were just up here like sometimes full days just doing ridiculous stuff, getting yeah. in the ceiling and learning. Like <laughs> we had Dan here, Dan Lambert at the time, and he was like teaching me how to rewire sockets and things yeah, yeah. like that. Try not to get electrocuted. You yeah, know? And the lighting fixtures up in the entryway that yeah. you helped replace. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So you became a, a bit of a, uh, what, what you kind of helped run the engineering department of the? the <laughs> I didn't new realize I, I never saw my job description scaffolding pusher because yes. you're you're always the guy that's up top and I'm always the pusher of yeah, the scaffolding. I'm, I'm, I, though I'm older than you, I'm still spry enough to to kind of get up on the scaffolding. <laughs> the way that I yeah. kind of thought about it was that you like to be above everyone else, and so you want yes. to be like way up high. Yeah, it positions me in a place of authority. Yeah. Where so I can just so everyone knows, like James down. did request to preach from the top of the scaffolding, but we said no. The stage is enough. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we've had a lot with the building that we didn't know it would even happen. That we didn't know how much that would go on in November. Um, so that's that's obviously been a huge blessing, but challenge. Like, we've had to learn a lot. Uh, you've, yeah. you've had to dig in a lot to the tech side of sound. Yeah, and, more recently, and all that. for sure. 
Um, thankful for Greg who, who does so much with that and I know has helped you and I know he's been thankful too, to have you yeah. kind of able to help facilitate some of that. Bert has helped a lot obviously yeah, with that and others. Super, so. super helpful. Yeah. Um, so there's been a technical side to your job that, that wasn't necessarily in, uh, the earliest job descriptions. Yeah. Uh, what's been, uh, I don't know what, what, what's been the most meaningful part of it? Most meaningful part. Um, I think that one of the things that I've really loved is like, and I think that this is really should be the part of just the Christian life in general of like investing in relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ. But it's such a blessing to have that as like, as like part of my role is to, I can clear, I I can edit out that clearing of the throat just so you know. Oh, perfect. Thank you, James. We're <laughs> because I've become such an aficionado on you know pr- production and stuff. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Well, now we have to edit out this entire conversation about the cough. But <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not going to edit that out. Um, but yeah, it's just such a, a blessing that part of my role is to get to know the congregation better. And I just think of things like I, I think of like I've gone out to. Um, to dinner with which with Mitchell Dejuani and he and I are friends just in general, but to like to be able to be more intentional about that or just like getting together and, and investing in one another and um and hearing it like where where people are at and um I don't know, it's just it's such a blessing to to get to have that as part of like not just you know my everyday life, but like part of your job is I get to do stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's been a, a really big blessing for me. Yeah. Cool. Um We've been growing a lot in our in the worship team since we moved into this space. That's mm-hmm. all evolving too. Like what that what's that part been like? I mean, we're adding lots of people. We got new faces and voices and instruments and yeah. and all that. Um, I don't know. Talk a little bit about the worship area. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been exciting. It's it's we've had a bunch of new people that have not only have musical talents, but have a heart for worship and for leading others in worship, which is so huge. Cause you, you know, you, know you, could, you could have the best band in the world, but I've been so encouraged at generations that like you, you look at the band playing and it's not just the, the quote unquote worship leader that's singing songs. Like I'll see Karen over there at the keys and she's always singing the words. And, um, it's, I just love that about, um, the people that are serving in, in the band here at generations is like, it's it's not just a like oh I play music so I, I guess I'll do this at church kind of thing. It's like a, they they have this gift and this ability that God has given them, but they are worshiping God through it. And that's not, in my experience, not always uh, true in churches, unfortunately. Uh, but but yeah, it's an exciting time. We uh, <clears throat> another cough to edit out. We <laughs> we we just got a new. Uh, mixer so that's like the thing at the back in the sound booth that controls all the different channels and instruments and things like that and so what that's going to allow us to do is to have more inputs on the board so that we can have more people participating in the band so I've there's all kinds of things I'm really excited about for that of mm-hmm. um, just getting more people up there singing uh, we have some people like Matthias and Mary Nicoletti they both play cello so like how cool would that be to have some cello oh, in there yeah. at some point um, but yeah, are we, is there going to be a saxophone sighting at any point? <laughs> you know, people always ask that, but I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's the moment yet. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> maybe someday, maybe someday, but. <laughs> Which one's the cello? The sound, I sound like such a Cello's idiot. like a, it's like a it's big like the, violin. The up, down, <laughs> up, the, the up, the yeah. upright. 
bass. It's not the. It's not an upright bass. Upright bass is bigger than a cello. Cello okay. is like a small upright bass. Right. So it's kind of like the. It's like between the violin and the upright bass in terms of like how high. Like violin is like, and yeah, then the yeah. upright bass is like boom, 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 boom. Okay, so it's between those. in between those. Yeah. All right. That's right. That's that's probably my my spot then. That's yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I would love to have a cello. I didn't yeah. know that was even like a possibility for us now. Oh, I thought you meant personally. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just gonna learn how to play cello. No, I'm talking about in worship. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, no, that would be so cool. Like I, <laughs> no, I don't want a cello at my house. Uh, I remember, um, I so I went to Auburn for college, and I, our college ministry there. War Eagle. Um, War Eagle. Our college ministry. The the very last time that I led worship there, we did this. Um, this night in like the chapel of the church. So it was like a different environment, kind of like more traditional stained glass kind of stuff or whatever. And we had for the band, we had, it was all kind of acoustic, kind of wireless, whatever. Um, we had, we had like a, an actual grand piano. We had a, a cajon, a little box drum. We had an upright bass. Somebody brought a trumpet. There was a banjo in there at some point, acoustic guitar, like just all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so cool to get to worship God with all these different diverse ways and to incorporate mm-hmm. more things into that. So yeah. I'm really excited to get yeah. to take some new steps with, um, with the worship ministry of generations. That's pretty cool. So the correct me, a cello, <laughs> still stuck on the cello. The cello has the you're bow. You're telling me it's you between need a, a violin You need a bow a... for the cello though, right? Uh, for the yeah, one you're talking for, yeah. the, but whereas like the upright bass or whatever is like more of a you're pick plucking you, at it. You can do both of them. I think it okay. probably depends on the style. But yeah, there is like in more like jazz type. Things. I'm gonna be like There's... looking up cello music on YouTube today <laughs> later on. This is this cello thing's blowing your mind. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, if it's the right, if I'm thinking of the right precise instrument, I've always loved seeing cellos in in worship yeah. and like it adds a dimension to music oh, yeah. that's really beautiful it's amazing it's yeah. so cool like it's it's like yo-yo ma if that's if, does that give you any kind that of that gives like caleb that's caleb's buddy i think caleb <laughs> so he's not my friend um, oh, okay, okay but no i yeah so i got you so i know i know yo-yo ma yeah so. yes yes I, I, this is funny i think yo-yo ma's made maybe made this is like the second mention he's had because i think i was making fun of caleb's like um his classical music um <laughs> Uh, what would you call it? Uh, he he he's got a sort of, uh, I call him. It's his bougie uh, like taste oh. when he's when he's drinking fine, you know, coffee and or like like more uppity kind of uh, beverages and reading deep theology. He yes. likes to listen to that kind of music and to classical music. So I think See, I mentioned Yo Yo Ma a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. So this is an in, he's an interesting recurring character now in our yeah. in weekday worship. Yeah, you know, it's interesting though to think of Caleb with all of that. You know the. Th- deep theology in his armchair and listening to yo-yo ma kind of thing but then also thinking of caleb as like that guy that watches love is blind and (laughs) (laughs) wow he is not here to defend himself not here this is what happens when you give people the mic when you give it up usually he's the guy on the mic and here we are um yeah that's that would be a cool dimension to add just musically that's neat um Mm -hmm. i uh it's been a um a really, you you said you said earlier it's been an interesting time and it has been. It's been a really exciting time, a very mm-hmm. energizing time for our church. Um, we started meeting here in the building in March officially. We started working on it in February. Um, so obviously that's all this year. What like what's the stuff? And we can both kind of speak into this a little bit. Like what are you really excited about 
right now about where we are as a church, about what God seems to be doing and, and maybe either woven into that or separate from that. Um, what are the challenges you think we're facing right now? Or what are the things that you're kind of like maybe looking towards as like maybe hills that, that we need to take or, 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 uh, I don't know, just things that we need to be aware of or mindful of things that we're looking towards, Mm -hmm. uh, down the road here. I think one thing that stands out to me is something I'm excited about right now is, you know, in the past couple months, we've kicked off our cohorts and community groups and, and then the Hebrews Bible study. And I was just doing some work yesterday of trying to keep track of like how, what the participation is in all those. And it's just super encouraging to see all of these kind of overlapping. It's not just like programs. It's like, these are relationships being formed and, mm -hmm. and people that are taking discipleship seriously and following Christ together and growing to know one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so that, I just love that. Like, it's super exciting to see all that, especially, especially after, you know, during COVID, everything was just kind of up in the air and we had to take a pause on community groups for a while. And, um, we've done some of these cohort type things in smaller, like, you know, I did with you, we did like the residency with Caleb and then you've done some other ones, but getting to see that, um, kind of spread out through the church. Um, and, and I don't know, just seeing, seeing some new leaders rising up to, to take over on those yeah. and on the Bible studies. And, um, it's, it's exciting for me to see how, how God is just maturing and developing leaders at our church and, and discipleship is kind of growing alongside with, with some of the, I mean, we, in the past couple months, we've had a lot of newcomers, um, which has been a huge blessing. We're super excited about, um, and it's, it's really cool to see that even as the church is maybe growing numerically a bit, that the discipleship doesn't seem to be taking a back seat. It's like, mm. it's like, like we're getting more people involved in that and, and training yeah. up people. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I love that uh, phrase from uh, Paul's uh, uh, from Ephesians uh, when he talks about how in the church, the manifold wisdom of God being made known. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just love seeing more people, um, the variety of strengths and giftedness and people's different aptitudes are kind of the, the wheelhouses that they get to operate in. And, um, I think, you know, when a church is small, you, 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 the body's got diverse gifting still, but, but it's almost like you have certain things you need. And I think as the church grows a little bit to maybe a bit more of a medium size, let's say if we're, if we're, mm -hmm. I don't know if we're officially out of small church, <laughs> I, you know, whatever those designations are, I feel like we're a bit more medium ish size right now. Yeah. And, and what you get to see then where people, they don't just step in to go, Hey, this thing needs to be done. So I'll do it cause it's needed. But more, it's like people get to go, what do I feel equipped for called yeah. to what energizes me? And so everybody operating in different areas of serving and leading and, and contributing tend to be more uh, operating in their particular areas of giftedness, maybe. And I think the more we get to see that, like you see people come alive in a different way, too. And you're getting mm -hmm. and I just love seeing in these different environments, not just that, but but even building out things like because we have a building now and doing like a hospitality a team uh, uh, that's that's kind of formed, or, or having the worship uh, being evolving a little bit more in the tech side, and you know, even having we we got to see a couple weeks ago the the women's retreat had 
uh, Rebecca, who does graphics for us, and Sandra, who does sound for us, and then the, the ladies who sing and play and do worship. And, and so they, like, no guys here, and, and they're just doing all the tech stuff and all the, like, they're able to run it all. And yeah. they had, got to have full-on worship. And, and I just, I like, you, I, I wasn't consciously, we weren't trying to pursue that. It wasn't like a goal, but I just thought, man, it's so cool to, to get to see um, that fuller expression of, of giftings all getting to work out here, I think, in the context of our church. And I just see so many people, our children's space that, that we've gotten to launch in the mm-hmm. fall and uh, the ways that God's gifted different teachers that we have, like, you know, like the Hammets and, and Adam Barker and, and Betsy and, and my wife and then others who are, you know, teaching and then serving and loving on the kids. And we've gotten to see, uh, I think uh, it was... Uh, I loved when Thomas and Kay Nation told me that for the first time they were going to serve in children's ministry mm-hmm. this year. And so they're, they're doing that. And so I just love seeing all the different ways, uh, you know, things like in your community group, for example, where you're, you're kind of leading that with, alongside the Wotuliches and in and, and their home and they're such great hosts. And so they love creating these environments for community. And so I just love seeing the variety of giftings and everybody yeah. that God's like, I see the manifold wisdom of God coming to, to, to reveal itself through mm-hmm. the life of the church. Yeah. And, and that's so thrilling. It's just like super exciting. And uh, I feel like in some ways we get the, the blessing of a, a more front row seat to some of that because this is full time our, our focus. And so we maybe get a window into that beyond what other people get. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to see people kind of coming alive in those ways. And so I hope that's something that we can keep nurturing and, and, and stoking, right. As, yeah. as new people are coming in that they're, Oh, I think that's maybe one of the dangers that can happen as a church grows, as people be, start to become more, um, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, uh, consumers would be maybe one way of thinking of it or, or, um, uh, audience members, let's say, yeah. rather than contributors. And so, um, I see so many people contributing in so many valuable ways. And, and sometimes I think we can go, we can value certain aspects of leadership more than others or certain aspects of, or certain ministries over others, but I, I really see this first Corinthians 12, 13, 14, kind of the body building itself up in love, yeah. um, and, and, and the diverse giftings of the body, like where the eye and the hand and the nose and the foot and the toe and the, like where all these different parts uh, are contributing to the health of the whole body. And I just, I really feel like that's flourishing right now yeah. in our church in a, in a cool way. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's cool to, like I guess that is maybe part of the challenge. Like you're saying, is um, is as we, if you know, as the church grows, how do you preserve the mindset of like everybody giving to that kind of vision of building up the body and serving and not becoming this thing of like these are the people that are you know even even some I feel like some churches will get into this mode of like the staff they're doing like the you know the ministry stuff and mm-hmm. then everybody else you know we come for Sunday mornings but like preserving that kind of like no entire body serving one another like I think that it gives really cool opportunities to to even like begin new ministries and things like that that people just sure. have a particular passion for or gifting for like that's really exciting and and I, one other thing that I was thinking about when you're talking about the manifold wisdom of God in the church something that I'm just super grateful for is um, for me growing up, I was in a, a youth group where we, it was very separate from quote unquote big church. And there were like all these adults and then there were the youth group that were just their own thing. And even when I was in college, there was a, that was pretty true. It was like the college ministry was its own entity. And then there was a church that, you know, you might've known one or two adults there, but I, I love that at our church, there's just like, 
it's just this one family. Like, you yeah. know, like, like you said, like I'm leading a, a, a community group with the Watuliches and living in their house now. I moved in there a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, like Martina was telling me that she was having... Do you refer to the Watuliches now as your roommates? <laughs> I guess I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. I don't like know how to phrase it sometimes. <laughs> it's not the most conventional setup, but, <laughs> but I'm very grateful it's, for it's it. It's so cool. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I was just thinking about like Martina and, and Jim and like the way that they'll invite people over. Like she's, she was telling me that, um, this weekend she's going to be teaching, I think, uh, Sam and Bentley some cooking lessons and mm-hmm. like, and just seeing the, the intermeshing of like different generations and groups and life stages and, and things like that at the church. Um, it's just, it's beautiful to be part of like a church family and not just individual ministries that happen to meet in the same building, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's encouraging. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I think that's, um, I mean, one of the exciting challenges is we're growing faster right now than we have historically. We've experienced very gradual, slow, (laughs) incremental growth historically, and and sometimes even alongside, because of the transience of our environment and so forth, we'll sometimes... You know, we lose a family that's moving away here and a new family comes and maybe two new families and you lose one. You know, there's kind of this um, uh, give and take thing that happens and, and we're seeing the Lord by his grace just drawing more people and uh, a little faster and, and a bigger wave than we've been used to. And, um, and so there's a bit of a challenge of trying to assimilate or, or on-ramp or incorporate uh, those people into the life of the church. And it's harder. We've talked about this from up front recently that, that it's harder for me certainly as one person or for you as one person or to, to just make sure that we know everybody as they're coming in. That's one of those things. I think the challenge is trying to make sure that we, so like right now you were talking about the different environments. Well, we really don't have enough currently to serve well, the, the, the number of people coming to church on a Sunday. So we've got challenges of multiplication coming up, and mm-hmm. um, so we need more community groups probably forming uh, in the coming weeks and months, and might need some more cohorts to form in the coming weeks and months, and not sure how that's all going to look, and we're having some good conversations uh, with our staff right now about that. We're meeting with some of the existing leaders of those environments uh, coming up soon, and so those are forefront, front burner uh, issues for us that we're thinking and praying about. And so, um, you know, hopefully everybody's knows that that's not (laughs) something lost on us. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I think those are the, to maintain that sense of connectivity, family integration, kind of whole life, uh, immersive church experience that that's beyond just an event or a program. Um, yeah, we do have to have more people stepping into more. And so that's going to stretch some of us into, <clears throat> areas of leadership and serving that maybe we haven't expanded on or, or, or explored yet personally, but maybe it's the time. And so, um, man, I hope the Lord, I, I, I guess here, like, I love that, that phrase, uh, too, in Paul's writings where he talks about, um, uh, good works that God has prepared for us in advance that we should walk in them. Right. Yeah. So what's really cool to know too, and exciting is that if God is growing our church and bringing new people, then it's, Partly, in, in part, what he's doing is he's he's got good works that he's prepared for those brothers and sisters to walk in as a part of the good work that he's called us as a church to walk in. And so um, just trying to be confident that and not anxious about, right, but be confident, be patient with the fact that God is 
um, supplying for our need, not just materially, but he's supplying for our need from leadership standpoint and and uh, ministry standpoint that he's going to to give us and equip for us for the sake of his church um, and for the sake of his own glory. He's going to give us the right people to fill in the right places at the right time. Um, and so, man, we're just trying to be confident of that and let let the Lord kind of help uh, us know that in the right time and, and, and draw people into that. And so our job is to be faithful, to, to equip people and, and, and mobilize them and make sure that they're, um, they're, they're set up well for success when those times come. And so, um, I think that's some of the challenges that we're certainly thinking through and, and excited about, uh, but they, they're real and, uh, we yeah. got to sort through them and figure them out here in the coming months. So, um, well, uh, what else is there? I mean, uh, what if there's anything that uh, I don't know you're you're thinking about from from some of your roles? I know another dimension of your role has been has been missions, and um, that's been a challenging area for us in the last in in the COVID um, kind of period of time uh, from a traveling standpoint, and um, lots of our partners going through lots of different things. We we sent. Uh, uh, Rachel Furnish out this summer. Um, the Baloo's returned to Columbia uh, in the spring. Um, the uh, we we talked Sunday about uh, our partners in uh, Barranquilla uh, Rescue Mission Church having a new building. Uh, what other things are going on maybe in the mission space that 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 are I don't know just keep keeping that on the front burner or kind of in the. Uh, in the the mindset of our folks, like mm-hmm. let's just give a few minutes to maybe talking about where some of those are. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, like you said, we've sent out several different people and families. Even we had the the Cody's, Michael, Megan, Cody. Um, oh yeah. They, <laughs> of course. They're in South Africa uh, working with campus outreach, and they've they're coming up on like three months having been there. I guess all the people that we kind of sent out at that one time yeah. are all coming up on like three months, which right. I feel like that's kind of a significant milestone of mm-hmm. having been there for a while. And, um, like I, I know that I'd, I talked to, to Rachel and she was for a little while having a hard time because they, Thailand had to lock down, um, a, a lot because of COVID. And so she wasn't able to do in-person classes. She's teaching over there at a school. And, um, but she's, she's been, um, doing a lot better. I think since then she's gotten to, um, to meet some more people there and is starting to settle in the Cody's. I know that part of, um, their big prayer requests right now is that they would be able to develop deep friendships. And I, I know that that's like a, so I, James mentioned earlier that I worked for a nonprofit, um, previously and I, I used to live in Nicaragua for a little bit. And so I know firsthand how hard it can be to be in another culture. That's why you're so proficient in Espanol. Si, senor. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's really difficult to be in another country and to be far away from your family and, and your loved ones and to be in a different culture where people don't understand you completely and you don't understand them completely. And, um, and so the Cody's have been asking for a prayer just that they'd be able to develop some deep friendships there. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've been getting to know some people on the campus outreach staff and, um, people at their, the church that they've been going to, but that's just, it's a difficult thing. Um, yeah. And there's really unique challenges that I think we want to be mindful and prayerful for our brothers and sisters about there's unique challenges for having a family where mm-hmm. you, you're, 
your marriage is pressed upon in a different kind of way. Your parenting is pressed upon. You haven't attended children. And so that's really challenging. But then you have each other. And so there's something, you know, different about that. But then for Rachel, who's, who's goes over there as a single woman, unmarried and not with a family, like that, that that's its own challenge. Right. Yeah. So they're very unique situations and both, um, bring some, some, uh, difficulties with them for sure. And so I think part of our responsibility is praying for, and then even communicating, encouraging, trying to strengthen um, our brothers and, and sisters as they're doing ministry abroad. And so that's partly, yeah, why I, I wanted to talk about that just so that, hey, man, if the Lord lays on your heart, if you got some connection with one of those people or families that, that we partner with, if if you have some, uh, even if you don't really, but <laughs> but if the Lord would press on your heart while you're listening to this, like, Oh yeah, I need to reach out to them, or I I mm-hmm. want to pray for them, man. Man, don't hesitate to send a word of encouragement, um, or just reach out to say, "Hey, how are you doing? I'm just thinking about you." Whatever it might be. Um, so, didn't mean to cut you off and interrupt you on the Cody specifically as they're mm-hmm. praying for friends and all that, but but want to urge us towards uh, caring well for for those partners of ours. So yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big part of what we've wanted our whole missions focus to look like is not just being financial partners, but being those who are going to know what's going on, who know the people that we're supporting and care for them and encourage them. And that's especially right now being just a few months in for several of the families and individuals that we're supporting. That's a critical time where you, in some ways the beginning is hard because you're so many, there's so many new things, but then there's also the aspect of kind of like a honeymoon phase of like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. This new culture and everything. And I feel like this is around the time when you start to settle in with like some of the difficulties mm. of life. And so this is a really key like time. This is now just the new normal. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. It becomes a bit more of a grind perhaps. Yeah. So that'd be huge to, to reach out to encourage. And I, once again, we've, I think we've mentioned this all the time, but in the Generations app, there's in the prayer section, if you go in there, um, we have sections for our, our church partners and missionary partners where you can go and you can find updates um, that we try to update every every couple months or so to see how they're doing and um, and what how you can be praying for them. So that's a great way to stay connected to them. Yeah, for sure. That's been a really helpful tool for me. I love that. And uh, I'll sometimes go on walks around the neighborhood and just pull up the prayer section on the app and it and make sure I read through the latest updates from each of the different partners as I pray for them and, and I'm able to to pray more, you know, purposefully um, and more specifically because of that. So mm-hmm. um, so I appreciate what you do to help maintain that, what they do to keep us informed and in the loop about what's going on. Um, we're looking at, with missions, re trying to get back to in-country visits, yeah. uh, specifically, I know, to Colombia. Um, and, uh, so we're hoping to maybe have a, a small team, maybe in the spring go for some teaching and just reconnection. And, and then we're thinking about summer, uh, as well and doing a summer team. And so people like Kevin are in, in the mix of those conversations, but I throw that out there just to be like, man, if, if, if missions is a part of your heart, um, and even if it's not, maybe it needs to be, but, but man, we want to see more of us being more engaged with the work that God's doing, uh, in the nations that we get to be a part of as a church. And, um, so hopefully we'll have some information coming down the pipeline about some of those opportunities and get more of you involved in, in more of that stuff. So, yeah. And it's super exciting, like what God's doing in Colombia right now and just the hunger that there is for so many people. I mean, a, a lot of America has plenty of its own issues with, with the church and with teaching and things like that. But a lot of Latin America has, you know, and really just internationally, the prosperity gospel is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, and there are other 
other different streams of Christianity that can have unhealthy emphases and things like that. But to see um, some really solid churches that are preaching very biblically that are that seem to be very healthy and and God is just drawing people, especially I think about like Rescue Missions, their biblical institute, the Psalm 119 yeah. uh, biblical institute, and they're offering free classes to um, anybody who wants to sign up to learn, <laughs> like to learn the Bible. And, and they because have, they're doing it virtually, hundreds of people across Latin America are participating. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's so cool that we get to be part of that. And not just like we said earlier, not just financially, but like we even have this upcoming summer, the chance to get to know some of the people on the ground that we're partnering with in this. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely one thing I'm, I'm really excited to, to get to hopefully bring a group, Lord willing, this summer coming up. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, let's see any, like anything else kind of that you're thinking about as you think about this first year, um, being on staff, um, uh, maybe any other, I don't know, highs, lows, or, or, or things you're anticipating or looking forward to that would be, I don't know, worth mentioning. Um, this is radio, man. You can't have dead air. Know, you got to come up with a quick, got to come up with a quick. Nothing, nothing like specifically is coming to mind right now. One um, thing that, but... one thing that we've talked about too, that's, that's kind of neat is we got the holidays coming up and it's our mm-hmm. first time having a building yeah. at the holidays. So um, so just even little things like, man, we, for the first time we were thinking about like, what do we do for decorations for yeah. Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas and, um, and then getting to do, uh, a Christmas Eve service for the first time that we've, we announced this last Sunday that we're doing. And so getting to plan music and stuff for mm-hmm. a Christmas Eve service. So I think those are some of the things where it's like, Hey, this is our first go around on some stuff just cause we have different accessibility and resources this year to, to be able to do that with, with this building that God's provided. So, um, so I'm excited about about some of that stuff around the holidays, um, as well. And, um, man, just really grateful, um, for, I'm really grateful for you for, um, you know, having you come on full time has been really life giving to me in, in what has been a tough season, uh, for everybody, for all kinds of reasons, you've really helped to, uh, to, to shoulder a load. And so I think about the image that maybe people are familiar with where Moses is, uh, holding his arms up. And, and as long as his, uh, he's on the hill overlooking the valley where Israel's fighting this war. Right. And, um, and, uh, Aaron and, uh, who's the other one? Was it, I was trying. I was going to say her. Yeah, her, yeah. I was Aaron trying to do this out the other are, day, and I couldn't. Are think holding of it up like his, his arms, and because as long as his arms stay raised, um, God gives victory and to, to Israel. But as, if he lets them down, then they start to to lag, and um, and so they came alongside to hold his arms up because he didn't have the strength to do it himself. And and I feel like yeah, that's been very much what what this year has been like for me to have you come along and, and enter into this role. And so I'm really grateful and appreciative of of that. I think our church is healthier and stronger today because of you coming on the way that you did, um, uh, last year. So, um, so that's just a, a, a appreciation for me. I feel far more, uh, uh, energized now than I could possibly imagine had had we not been able to do that. And um, it's allowed me to focus more specifically on different areas of ministry. Um, you've become kind of the, the catch-all. <laughs> you, you, Scotty's sort of like that that surface in your living room or bedroom or kitchen that accumulates <laughs> all the stuff. 
um, that, that, that you don't want to take the time to put away or that doesn't have a place. And, um, my wife hates that place in our house and there's probably like three of them that I utilize in, in significant measure. And so Scotty's kind of like that. He's kind of the catch all that he, you're the flat surface that everything accumulates on. And, um, and that I used to be just that as well as other yeah. things. And so I'm so grateful for, uh, for you in that regard. And, and yet, recognize that that as we continue to grow like we you know we want to do a good job too of helping you to to get more clarified and more specialized in some of the mm-hmm. things that God's calling and equipping you to do and so so I know we're looking forward to doing more of that this year and um yeah and so I don't know what all that's going to look like but um I hope this gives people at least some view into um to our working together and and the the blessing I think that it's been for our church I love having somebody that I can just call and like for years there's so many people that I so appreciate that have served tirelessly um, for many years um, but you know they're working other jobs and mm-hmm. that's what they that like that's the yeah. right thing right but so I've I, like there'll be times in the middle of the day where it's like I'm trying to sort through something and and I just have to pray about it sideline it table it in my own mind and, and then come back to it when somebody you know who's involved can can talk it through or whatever and so to have somebody that I can just call and go hey here's what I'm thinking about and here's what we got to do and, and and work that through together so um, that's been a, a fun transition for me to just have a, a, a somebody in it with me mm-hmm. in a full-time kind of way that... yeah well yeah I really appreciate all you said James it's been a huge blessing for me as well and I'm Super grateful to God for giving me the opportunity to, to serve in this capacity. But, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the other things that I would love to to maybe highlight is that I was reading this week, um, we, we covered this in our staff meeting, this passage in 1 Samuel, I think it was 26, and, um, and I had read this in a devotional, and, and it talked about how... Um, uh, that David was was uh, when he was fleeing from Saul, he had um, uh, they were there was a, a kind of conflict wartime situation, <laughs> and uh, David uh, had parts of their his encampment, I guess, raided or whatever, and and women and children were taken from from their uh, hostage uh, by the the Philistines, was it? And uh, David. It leads an army to go kind of pursue and, and try to, you know, defeat and reclaim <laughs> what was theirs. And, and it had gone on like the, the, the contending had gone on long enough that, that many of the soldiers were worn out. And so some of them stayed back and they didn't cross a certain, uh, brook. And, and so David goes and they win the victory and then they bring the spoils and people and, and bring everything back. And there were certain people among those who did go fight that didn't want to share the spoils with those who didn't fight. And, uh, and David identified that as kind of a wicked thing that wasn't to be done in Israel. And he made it a law and a statute that, that whoever goes out and fights, that they share, uh, the spoils equally with those who stayed back. And, um, and I just think about kind of where we've been as a church, like I'm, I'm just mindful of, man, there's been a lot of people for a lot of years who have done a lot of hard work, um, and who rightly deservingly have maybe hit some different seasons where maybe the their pace of ministry within our church has changed a bit and seasons of life dictate that they're maybe a bit more focused elsewhere on other things right now but they're still very much a part of our church and um 
and and different people kind of serve at different times to certain degrees or, or, or greater capacities and but there's rhythms to that and and there's limitations that we have and so I think a lot in having the be- the blessing of having two of us now full time and some other part times and stuff that recognizing that man there's a lot of people that have worked really tirelessly and selflessly and sacrificially um, to lay foundations that a lot of that we're now building on. And I just want to acknowledge like that, that those people who've been around a long time, some of them aren't as involved currently, but they're so responsible for what we're enjoying the fruits of now. Mm -hmm. And they're still such a critical part. And I suspect many of them will have roles, significant roles to play in the, in the coming years. And so I, you know, I've named some of these people from up front. I think about people like, uh, the Woldridges who have been around since we started and the Watuliches have been around since we started. And, um, uh, the Simmons from very early on and the Hicksons from very early on and um, uh, uh, the Macaulays very early on have, have been here and um, uh, the Lowe's, Robin, Robin and their family and um, I hate to even start naming people because I'll inevitably not name everybody but these are people who have just man, they, they've been the people that have held our my hands up and yeah. they've been people that have labored so faithfully for so long and and there's other like others like them uh chris and mary beard have been around for a really long time and um and so i just am so grateful for for all of those people who uh, and there's many that have done a lot of that work and aren't with us anymore for a variety of reasons but they're still significant to the work god's yeah. done here and so i just want to continue to honor those people who seen and unseen behind the scenes and up front have done different things for different times and seasons to help bring us where we are. And then also appreciate where we are and who God's positioning to do different things and trusting that God's going to continue to, to provide for everything in the life of our church that we need to stay healthy and to stay faithful and to keep bearing fruit for the sake of Jesus's name and in our community. And, and so I just love the, the things that he's doing. I love where our church is at and I love how, what a, what a critical part of that you are. And, and, and I think, man, our best days are right in front of us and, and still ahead of us. So I'm really thrilled about that. So yeah. any last words from you as a sort of state of the union informal <laughs> address? No, I mean, it's just, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's, it's just cool to look back and look at things right now and just to see God's faithfulness in every little step of the journey and excited for what's to come. Yeah. Bert and Heidi Neal have been here a long time too. That was another couple I was thinking of and we need more drummers like Bert, right? We need, <laughs> we need some more percussionists back to the music thing and, um. And cellos. And, We're uh, big on cellos. Yeah, Bert, Bert did, by the way, on Sunday, he booed me at some point for something between the service. And then I mentioned that he might take issue with my Lord of the Rings reference, and he did after service. Wow. And so I appreciate corrective people in your life. Uh, <laughs> things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're in a sweet spot. And yeah. God's been very kind and gracious to us, and we don't deserve it. But, man, let's, let's keep enjoying it and let's keep making the most of it. So thanks Amen. for coming on. and sharing a little bit of time with weekday worship, Scotty. Sure thing. All right. Have a good week.